the Mel Gedroyd podcast. Hey there, it's Mel G, and this week on our podcast, we shall be talking tracksuits, makeup for guys, and smells. Nice little synchronicity between those three subjects, eh? Listen, if you like that, then do, of course, have a listen to me every Saturday lunchtime from one on Magic. There will be, I promise, more chat, great songs thrown in for good measure. It's the 29th of April. Can can it please make up its ruddy mind? Bush, I'm confused. We've had hotness, we've had coldness. What the heck is going on, my friend? I know, I feel like I'm going through the change. <laughs> Matey, same here. <laughs> yeah. It was it was snowing in Scotland in the week, wasn't oh, it? There was, it was sunny down south and then people in Scotland were getting snowed on. What's going on with that? Earlier in the week, I'm not even kidding, I went to my wardrobe and I plucked out my, my woolies. I can't bear that expression. I can't believe I've just used it <laughs> on magic. Uh, I plucked out my woolies. <laughs> yeah. I layered up. I had three layers on. Yeah. Plus an autumnal coat. And I, I got on the tube train in London, then I had to strip off. <laughs> Two layers off? Mm, don't know, maybe three. Let's take three layers off. Oh, no, but the tube's now a bit chilly. Oh, let's put on another layer. Yeah. And then out in the street, all full layerage. And life's very difficult, isn't it? It makes things very confusing. And, and I think the biggest fear is putting too many layers on and having a hot flush, like you say, and then almost doing a school assembly-style pass-out somewhere. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We need to sit down with a dinner lady and have a glass of water. Bush, can I just say, my love, I know you're very in touch with your female side, but... You won't go through the menopause, mate. <laughs> no? Well, you might go through the male menopause, but don't. I think you're safe. I don't think you're going to go through any sort of deep hormonal change I anytime don't, I, soon. I just wanted to ask whether there, that was an outside chance of that happening. That wasn't <laughs> going to happen. No. I learned a new thing. I feel like I get a pep talk every week on this show. The stuff we've told you. I know. Because it is in our studio, two women to one man. Yes. So do you, do you feel, that is, is this becoming a problem for you? I've only just started being able to sleep again after our talk about time of the month a couple of weekends ago. Oh, matey, come so, on. Nah, so Embrace. No, you were very lovely about it. I can't believe we're talking about we this. We're talking about it again. <laughs> it always, always comes back to that. Uh, now, listen. Yes, come on. Let's hear us. Listen, I'm embarrassed now. I can't look you in the eye. <laughs> Let's grow. Yeah. So what are we going to do then about this thing where we don't know where we are with the weather? I, listen, what are we going to do about is, it? Is it a middle-aged topic to bring up? I'm no. so sorry, Bush. It is a bit boring, but it's been on my mind all week. What do I wear? Do I wear the muslin today? The sun's out. No, I'd better get my parka back on. I mean, you know, it's tough. Is it wrong to want to be wearing a tracksuit all the time? Oh, I love a tracksuit. I love a tracksuit. But you can't... I think people judge you if you walk around in a tracksuit. You mean out... Outdoors. Out and about. If you walk into your local shop or local bar, fully tracksuited up, people judge you. I think we need to bring tracksuits back because you always know where you are with a tracksuit. You see, in my mind's eye, I'm picturing uh, Bullet Baxter, who was the PE teacher at Grange Hill, <laughs> who always wore a tracksuit. Obviously, that was his job. Yeah. But he looked like a man of action yeah. at all times, Bullet Baxter. So... I think that's fine, isn't it? People will admire you. They'll yeah. say, you know, he might be an elite sportsman. Never some, know. Something like that. Yeah. What what sort of tracksuit are we talking, Bush? Well, my good friend Brian, uh, oh, he likes Brian. to... I love Brian. Love he, Brian. He wears a tracksuit at home. His, his homeware is grey tracky bottoms with yeah. moccasins. <laughs> <laughs> oh... <laughs> Oh, oh so I he, love that. He's mixing business with pleasure. 
Oh. There, do you know what I mean? He's got the, the pleasure element of the tracky bottoms, but moccasin says, I mean business. But is it a hard moccasin or a soft moccasin? Is it a sort of Native American <laughs> with beads or is it sort of, you know, city preppy person? I, I think it's Native American with beads. Oh, good lad. It's playful. That's it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. My husband, actually, this is really interesting you've mentioned this, mm-hmm. has taken to, as soon as he gets over the threshold, yeah. whatever he's wearing down below, woof, it comes off, and into... A maroon <laughs> pair of tracksuit bottoms. Whoa. Little bit short, <laughs> slightly sort of clipping the ankle length, and a little bit flared. A little bit flared at the yeah. bottom. Like um like the Hulk after he's had one of his incidents. <laughs> and he actually th- this is really interesting, this is serendipity. He said yesterday, can I get away with this? And I I I say yes. Encourage him. Encourage yeah. him. If he's happy, yeah, that's the main thing, it's isn't it? Snug, isn't it? It's good for this, good for this time of year. Would you walk downtown with him if he was wearing those? Yes, I would. Would you? Yes, you're very supportive. Because I normally look scruffier than that, mate. You don't even <laughs> want to know what kind of garb I get up to. That song always reminds me of the decorating company that uh, my friend Rach and I set up in the early nineties. We had seal pretty much constantly as we were doing our decorating. I say that rather loosely with the old inverted commas with the little bunny ear fingers. What, you did a decorating company? Yeah. What were you doing? What kind of stuff? Badly. I love the idea. Were you doing that thing? Was it cutting in? Were you doing the. Love a bit of cutting in. Love a bit of cutting in. Tape. That's my favourite part of the decorating process. Me too. Taping. Yeah, that lovely masking tape. And then paint, 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 paint. And then woof! Like a like a like a wax strip on a leg, Whoa. off it comes off, and hopefully you've got a beautiful neat line. I've never had anything waxed before, Mel, but I imagine it's the same joy as as tearing that tape off when cutting in. Oh, mate, my advice: don't ever get waxed. Really, don't ever do it. Don't ever get rubied. Seriously, <laughs> I had a wax job done a couple of years ago, and it was so intense. I'm never going back. Really? Yes. How bad can it be? It was a Central European wax, and I have nothing against that because that is my heritage. Yeah. And uh, um, I ain't going back there for nay money. Was it tape, or does it, was it the one where they like lacquer stuff onto you and then? It was um, a sort of spatula of liquid wax. Yeah. And uh, some sort of rough material. I'm going to say Hessian. <laughs> I, don't I, do it, Bush. Please don't do it. Every week on the show, I get another <laughs> insight into the horrors of being a female. I'm so sorry, <laughs> That's Bush. true. I'm so, we really did. Well, is it too much for you? No, it's good to know. I didn't really... They should sit lads down in school, they right, really, an assembly, and just really say, should. by the way, right, if yeah. you're going to moan or be horrible to girls, yes. just look at some of the stuff they've got to go through. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping... Oh, I'm hoping it's not National Waxing Day or Let, some such. Let's hope not. What day is it today, Bush? Mel, it's World Sense of Smell Day today. <gasps> favourite smell? What's your favourite smell? Oh, it would be... Um, oh, uh, it would be... What would it be? Okay, it would be my mum's vegetable soup. Oh, yes. Seeping out of the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That would be my favourite smell. And yours? Very homely smell, that one. Mine would be petrol station. <gasps> I love petrol station smell. Oh, no, that makes me want to bath. It's weird. Some people absolutely hate it. I love it. Maisie, I can't be doing with that. I love the smell of petrol. Oh, no, it makes me want to be sick. I think it's great. It's so Moorish. Are you, really? are you serious? Honest to God. When you pull up and when you... Still to this day now, even when I was a kid and you sat in the back, I used to love it when my mum and dad stop at a petrol station on, the, on a long journey so I could really? use to smell the smells. Great. I hold my breath. Do you? Sometimes for up to eight minutes. That adds some jeopardy to filling up the car, doesn't it? <laughs> 
It really does. Well, listen, I've got three oh. amazing facts about smell Good. for you. Come on. Fact number one, each yes. human has their own distinct odour. Like fingerprints, every person has their own distinct odour. The distinct odour you have comes from the same genes that determine tissue type. So your scent is one in a million. It's unique. Fact number two, your nose contains 10 million smell receptors, which can distinguish 10 trillion distinct scents. That's extraordinary. Isn't that amazing? amazing? Trillion. A trillion. Fact number three, good smells make you happier. Smelling a fragrance you perceive as pleasant has a positive effect on your mind. And this takes me back to... Probably a, a couple of months back on this show, you mm. brought in a little bottle of rose water. Oh, that and, was nice, wasn't it? And I still have it in my flat. And sometimes, if, if I've got friends coming around, a couple of sprays of rose water, yeah. and it makes the, the house seem a bit more appealing. Yeah. It's great. She's dipping. She's dipping. Good dipping, good dipping. It's quite satisfying referring to oneself in the third person, isn't it? It's, it's sort of pretentious, but I quite like it. There it, she goes. Oh, she's going in. She's going in. She's unravelling. The uh, the Poddingtons, welcome to our podcast. We love the fact that you're here joining us on our podcast. Can I just say that? I yeah. love that. You lot are like the inner sanctum. Like you're like, this is like the VIP roped off area at your nightclub, yeah. isn't it? Do you know what I mean? This is like the club we set up when I was about eight uh, behind the laurel bush. Oh, yeah. And you had, to be ve- you had to be very, very special to come behind that laurel bush. Yeah, your name had to be on the list, otherwise you're not allowed in. Exactamundo. Mm. Ah, this is great. This is your question, Bush. Bed and breakfasts. And then there's a double colon. Very good grammar. Bed and breakfasts, double colon. It's called a colon, isn't it? I like double colon. Is it double colon? Because the other one's a semicolon. Semicolon. So it'd just be a normal colon. Colon. Bed and breakfasts, colon. Colon. Or double colon. Actually, no, because then that would be four dots, and that would be that would be a that's, square. It's like Morse code, that, isn't it? That's not good. So is it just a colon? Colon. colon. Bed and breakfast, colon. colon. Delightful or creepy, question mark. I love old-fashioned bed and breakfast. Same. Absolutely love them. I love the doilies. I love the Same. fact that you, people have left books there from 1975. Same. I, I the, also, the, yes. The ones where you sit down in the morning and have breakfast in one big table. Have you ever been to one of those? You end up eating with other people? No. We had a look around Kent University back in the day, me and my friend Dan. So we stayed the night in this bed and breakfast and then end up having to eat in the morning with like a, a Chinese family who didn't speak any English. Oh, that's top. So bizarre. That's good. That's I love good. It. I, I always think the people who run bed and breakfast are quite eccentric as well, aren't they? Listen, I have to say, my lady comedy good partner wife, Susan Perkins, and I, Mm -hmm. the characters that we are most obsessed with that we ever did on stage were a couple, (laughs) Jan and Jim Seaspray, who ran a b and B. I I was Jim Seaspray. Who is uh, he? Yeah, he he's an interesting, unique character. And Jan, who's obsessed with security. Yeah. So there are about seventeen <laughs> locks on every door, based very very closely on a couple that we used to stay with in Brighton. Oh really? It wasn't called Sea Spray B and B, but it was something quite similar to that. We are obsessed. I love it. Obsessed, mate. Because when you stay in a normal hotel, they're just so kind of uh, generic and bland, aren't they? But you get it's like a little splash of that person's personality. And if they've got a bar, even better. Oh. You ever been at a bed and breakfast got its own little bar? Yes, an honesty bar sometimes. Yeah, it's just amazing. You've got like some old retired colonel telling you stories and stuff. Yeah. It's great. Jan and Jim Seaspray, we will call them that, it wasn't their real name. Yeah. Jan and Jim Seaspray used to cling film over... <laughs> The bowls of cereal, which they would pre-pour the night before. Amazing, I love that. Not with milk, I hasten to add, but the dry cereal and then cling film over each separate bowl. 
I love it. I want to stay there. Do you reckon it's still going? I doubt it. Oh. I, th- I think they probably are in some kind of institution now. <laughs> Jan and Jim Seaspray. Yeah. All that Jim Seaspray would ever say was, I'm Jim Seaspray. That was all he could say. <laughs> it was great for my line learning. That's all. That's the only line I had to learn. <laughs> I really, I really would love to stay there. Man, that sounds oh. good. Was it a sea view? No. No? No. Every view out of the window was another concrete wall, two <laughs> foot away. It was extraordinary. I think it, I think it cost £14 a night to stay there. Oh, I love Back it. in the day, I know. Strong. Absolutely love God bless Jan and Jim Seaspring. Oh, I hope they're still out there plying their trade. Now, Bush, the all-important question... How's your week been? Well, my week has been very good. It's, it's been a bit of a re- eureka moment for me this oh, week. Oh, hello. Well, you know, we've been talking a, a lot on today's show about um, girls' world and men's world. Yeah. Girls' and boys' world, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And sometimes they don't meet that yeah. often. Yeah. But I was thinking, why not? Why shouldn't there be a bit more of a crossover? Let, let me explain my reasoning to you. Good. Last Sunday, so the day after the show last weekend, yeah. I was quite hungover. Right. Because I had a couple of cans of lager at home. I'm a classy fella. <laughs> And we were sat in this seaside cafe because uh, my uh, girlfriend Katie's uh, family were over. Right. And her sister, Hannah, yes. put some makeup on me to stop me from looking so tired. <laughs> and she put some stuff around my eyes because I look really... Like sometimes when you're a bit tired, you get little, I get little puffy eyes. I look awful. And she put some makeup on my eyes. I'm not talking about... Eyeshadow. Eyeshadow or anything like that. But she put some stuff like... Is it concealer? Concealer, yeah. Was and it just one colour or did she use a palette? She used of, a bit of a of palette of stuff, oh, I think. She? Yeah. she had a gold pen with what appeared to be a paintbrush ending. I know. I know the very thing you're talking about. French yes. name. Touchica. Yes. Touchica. <laughs> she put the touchica on me. So she put a bit of that, of the old painty brush, yeah. And yeah. I felt immediately better <laughs> and I started to feel yeah. that you know maybe you know sometimes with girls like my girlfriend would tell me that if she once she puts her makeup on oh. she feels like a new person same so why totally can't the there be more makeup for men well do you know what Bush I think there is quite a lot of makeup going on for men really days. yes I do because if I was to walk into your normal high street store which has yeah. got all the makeup for women in it and the women who, who dress in the big white outfits and try and get you to try stuff yeah I don't see them appealing to guys where's the guy bit there oh well I, I mean, people talk about guy liner, don't they? People talk about male grooming. I'm sure, is there a little booth that you can go into? And, and <laughs> Would you feel embarrassed if you were to sit down on one of those high chairs and be done by one of those ladies in the, in the white um, overall? Not if I looked a million dollars, Mel. If I come out of there looking a million dollars, and I felt, from being somebody who had quite a sizable hangover on Sunday, mm-hmm. I felt like a new man. Have you got any on today? I have, I'm not wearing any now. It's all about the blending bush. Is it? Okay, so... If you want to go ahead with some, let's call it your tired makeup, mm-hmm. uh, it's all about the blending, mate. Because if you put, say, concealing a spot or whatever it is, just blending. It's all in the ruddy blending. See, yeah, I like the idea of makeup for men. Yeah, it's right? fine. The so problem do I. is to be a girl, right? You have to go through years of training and watching videos and getting better at it. So, mm, yeah, how do yeah. I start as like a, a lad who's never used makeup before? Where do we even begin? Is it YouTube videos? Is that where I start? <laughs> yeah, there must be tons of YouTube videos. Okay, showing you just exactly that. I would get some consultation because you want to get a good uh, hue. It's okay. not, they don't call it hue, do they? Of course, they don't. What do they call them? The, the right. The right uh, colour, the right... Uh, tone. Tone! The right tone. Thanks very much. The right tone for your skin 
And then it's all in the blending. Now, every girl has got like a little uh, pencil case type bag there. You lot all carry them around it's with you. It's called a makeup bag. Makeup <laughs> bag. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what would be the essentials mm-hmm. that I would need to take around with me? What, what kit do you need? Like, if you go fishing, you need a rod and a reel yeah. and maybe a bait Some box. Bait. Yeah. Uh, what do you have as a girl? I would say for your requirements, i.e., not to look tired. Okay. And you don't, by the way. You look absolutely super and you've got a lovely, lovely skin quality today. I would say you would want. A concealer. Right, concealer. He's writing it down. And I wouldn't go for a brush yet. Just use the tip of your finger. Tip of my finger. Uh, And that's probably it. Do you need a bag for just one thing? Possibly not. (laughs) I would like the bag, though. Would you? I can sense that. It's all about the bag for you, isn't it? I watched a girl on the tube yesterday morning spending ages putting her makeup on. Yeah, it's Um, fascinating. Does the concealer have the thing with the mirror, the flip open mirror that looks like a walkie talkie from a spy film? That's a compact, I believe, and it's powder, or it can be a sort of compact foundation type thing. I never wear powder. Right. Don't go down the powder route, mate. Don't start powdering. Not for daytime wear, anyway. I don't want to look like Louis the Sixteenth. <laughs> exactly. I would listen. We'll go, listen. We'll go together. Yes. Oh, that'd be so good. Could Let's we? go together. Yes. Let's do it. That'd be brilliant. Thank you very much. We can go to one of London's department stores. They're nearby. Yeah. And we'll sort you out. Yeah. Yes. Let's do that. Good. Coming up, more great music. But we might. Yeah. We, I want you sitting on the stool though and taking it seriously. I promise you. I promise you. I will. Okay. I want to learn. Good. Podcast jar. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you to all the people who listen to our podcast. I should have mentioned this earlier on, but listener Darren got in touch in oh, the comments section oh, of yeah. the podcast oh, yeah. to say that on last week's show, I accidentally called you mum. Now, I, d- I can't remember doing that, Mel. Did I accidentally call you mum? Wouldn't we have realised at the time? I think I would have been quite mortified. I remember accidentally calling my biology teacher mum and never heard the end of it. Oh, so. did you go red bush? Really red, like really like... Yeah. Hot to touch red. Yeah, red. I buy red bush. I don't mean the type of tea. I mean red <laughs> bush. Or is it Roy Bush? That was very confusing. Somebody called it Roy Bush the other day. What's and that? I said, well, yeah, red bush. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have a question from the office? Yeah, come on. These have all on. been written by people in Magic Towers. Yay. And the first question is for you, Mel. Yes. Gosh, what is it? Unrolling a scroll. Here we go. Come on. Is there anything in your wardrobe that's falling apart but you can't bear to throw it away? Yes, a Swiss scarf. It's my favourite item of material. I can't call it an item of clothing because it's just so worn. Uh And it's a beautiful lime green scarf from Switzerland. Friend brought it back. And it's got little cows printed. It's got little alpine cows as if they're sort of floating over a meadow. It's quite a trippy scarf. I like the sound of it, yeah. Yeah. And I use it when I do my makeup. So I tie my hair back. You'll need one of these soon when we've got your makeup sorted, Bush. Um, And it's, I can't use it anymore, but I can't bear to throw it away because I just love it. It's so jolly and alpine. Oh, and how old is it? Is it like, when did you get it? Eight. Oh, did you that's, like that That's noise? an interesting noise, wasn't it? That's quite a good, that's quite a good mosquito noise. It Hang is. on. Oh yeah, it makes you want to wake up and start smacking the air. Where is it? I'm doing that by filling, not my cheeks with air, but the top lip. Oh, that's good, isn't let's it? Let's have a go, let's have a go. Top, top lip. No, it's not, that's not a mosquito. Imagine your Dizzy Gillespie uh, about to play the trumpet. It's that kind of action. Oh, I'm pleased with that. <laughs> Mine just sounds like a whoopee cushion. I can't do it. You're a lady of many sounds, Mel. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's the acid green Swiss scarf. What have you got? Uh, have you got something in your wardrobe falling apart? Is it the uh, the grey um, the grey camo gilet? <laughs> no, that was chucked out by my uh, my other half, which I'm still smarting about to this day. Do you know what? For me, I've got a lucky shirt that I fly in. 
which oh. is pathetic. So part of my thing that we talked about the I other know, week about I know, I know. beating my fear of flying is I to know. get rid of the shirt. But I always wear the same black shirt when I fly because... I've always flown in it and it's always been fine. And then if you get into a situation with that, with those kind of things, one day you might forget the shirt and then panic. So I do need to get rid of that. You is, don't it, want to... is it falling apart? It's falling apart. It's got um, holes in both armpits. It's not good. It's not a good look. Matey, I... I don't know what to say. I need to sort my act out. Yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a look at this fear of flying business. Note, note to self, learn how to do mosquito sound, sort out your fear of flying. Although having the holes in the armpits would be quite nice when you're flying because it does get awfully hot. It does there, there's a benefit to it, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of course I know for a fact that you will be wearing it, Bush. I know you. You will be wearing it on your next flight, which is coming up quite soon, I don't want to remind you. No, I don't oh god it's gonna Tell Mel, you can ask me anything, but don't expect a nice soft reply. Hi, Mel, it's Tony. I feel awful for saying this, uh, but my son wants to learn the violin, uh, and I need to put him off. I know how bad a violin can sound, and I just want to nudge him in the direction of an instrument that just sounds less painful when he's practising. Does this make me a bad parent? I think it's fair to say, Tony, that we're all slightly obsessed with you in the studio just from hearing your voice. I can imagine the sort of instrument you'd like to hear playing. It would be something like a zither. Yeah, something that doesn't interfere too much with your, you know, the kind of thought processes, Tony. Something quite soft, yeah. Like a, like a, something, something that you play, Tony, with a, with a large muffled beater. Yeah, something like a sort of, yeah, like a xylophone, yeah, something like that. Something that's not going to impinge too much. Tony, we're obsessed. Please call back, tell Mel. You can basically play any instrument you like, your son. Yeah, you're fine. Good, next. Hi, Mel, it's Lucy. Please settle a household argument. Jam, does it belong in the fridge or not in the fridge? Do you know, Lucy, what the sugar content of normal jam is? It's about 107%. I think it'll be fine kept in the cupboard as long as the lid is screwed on tightly. Next, please. Hey, Mel, it's Lydia. I want to go on a coach trip this weekend. Where do you recommend? Dear Lydia, I would say stick very, very much to the home counties this weekend. I don't know why. I'd say go to Surrey. I'd say go to Leatherhead. Is that because it's where I grew up? Hmm, that could be a little self-centred of me. Lydia, go to the home counties this weekend in your lovely coach and have a good time. Make sure you take some jam and take Tony with you as well. He'd be very good company on a coach trip. That thus ends Tell Mel for this week. Oh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Uh, you can hear more kind of more kind of stuff like that going on every Saturday lunchtime from 1pm on Magic. The Mel Gedroyd Podcast. <laughs>